Good morning. You might be wondering uh, what's happening with the background here, that this background is from our Flying Junction camp that we are doing. We have a series of camps with smaller numbers of kids going on in replacement of our usual VBS, and it's been a delight this week to be able to see the kids in the building again and learning about Jesus in powerful ways. Uh, so today I'm bringing the message to you from the train tracks, as you hear that today. Early on in our Off the Map series, we've learned habits to help us intentionally live Jesus' mission in the world by blessing others, eating with others, listening to God, learning Christ, and recognizing how we have been sent into the world in different ways. So having learned some practical ways to live out Jesus' mission in our daily lives, now we're taking some time to unpack some spiritual tools that will help us do those things well. And you might notice these look suspiciously like the fruits of the Spirit. That's not a coincidence, by the way, because the power to live out the mission that Jesus gives us always comes from God, not from us. And Colossians uses the analogy of clothing ourselves with these things intentionally. Colossians 3, 12 through 15 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. When it's raining out, like it is today, you don't just say, well, it's okay that it's raining because I have a raincoat in my bag. You actually have to take the raincoat out and put it on if it's going to keep you dry, right? So when it comes to these tools, as we set out on our mission off the map, we need three things. First, we need to know what is in our backpack, so what's available for us on this mission. Second, we need to know where to look for it when we need it. And third, we need to know how to use these tools to reap the benefits that God wants to give us and the world through us. So we're going to start with the what. Part of being off the map, of course, is never knowing exactly what you're going to face and what you're going to need. So first, you need to start by doing the work of really thinking through, what is it that I need every day for me to live Jesus' mission well with people around me? And I know for me, one of those things is coffee. <laughs> Just kidding, but actually, really not. <laughs> Coffee might not be on everyone's list, but what Kevin talked about last week is joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and joy is different than happiness. But if we try to bless the world with Jesus' message, but we take no joy in it ourselves, it's probably not going to translate very far. And the tool that I'm talking about today actually helps us to access that joy. It's the tool of gratitude. There's a reason that Colossians tells us to be thankful. Because gratitude connects us with all three aspects of our relationship with God, past, present, and future. Because when you recognize those things that you have been thankful for, you are recognizing where God has put provision and blessing and his power at work in your life in very tangible ways. 
And that reminds you that that same God who has blessed you in the past is with you right now. And it helps you look for where God is moving right now. That increases your level of joy to remember who God is and that he's with you. And when you start to recognize that God has been with you in the past and that God is with you now, it gives you confidence to trust him for the good things to come too. That feeds your faith. So thankfulness helps us to find the joy and the faith that strengthen us to move forward in our mission. So in a way, thankfulness is kind of like trail mix. What makes up the individual items of your particular trail mix, each things that cause you to give thanks, is probably going to be different than what's in my mix. But we all regularly need it day by day to energize us, to keep us moving forward on our mission. So start by identifying what the what. What is in your gratitude mix? Now I'm going to start by saying something that's going to shock you. Get ready. I am not the trendiest person. I know. I'm not always up on the newest thing. I know that's shocking to you. But now that you're over that, I want to tell you that a few weeks ago, I heard for the very first time the greeting, hey, Angie, what's good? Uh, what? <laughs> Since fine was not an appropriate answer, I didn't have a clue what to say. What's good? Have you heard that before? I had not, thus the not trendy. But I soon realized that I kind of like it. Because A, it assumes there is something good in your life, which of course there always is. And B, it calls you to identify and then share what that good thing is. What's good? Now that I had some time to think about it, now I've got an answer ready. What's good? The grace of God, right? I got that one. <laughs> but really, this is a question that you can ask yourself every single day. Hey, what is good? And then add that to your trail mix of thankfulness. The Bible tells us over and over again that thankfulness is key to building faith and joy. But it might surprise you to know that secular and medical models came to the same conclusion. Many studies point to thankfulness as being a major factor in a person's health and happiness. There's a reason that gratitude journals are a thing, even out in the secular world, because thankfulness is about recognizing the good in your life for the good that it is, naming it and celebrating it, which is key to you feeling it. But if you're not thanking God, I'm not sure who you're grateful to, which leads to something that I am very thankful for, that as a Christian, I know the one that I'm thanking loves me enough to die for me. I'm thankful that I know who it is that I can thank. And I'm thankful, for instance, that in 2016, I became the first pastor of this church ever to receive the gift of a three-month sabbatical. And now I can see why. <laughs> Because shortly after that, I ended up taking on the roles of both interim senior pastor and associate for almost a year, navigating many staff changes, and then entering into this crazy season. The timing of that sabbatical was absolutely a God thing. It gave me renewed energy to tackle this season with you all. Seeing how God preemptively gave me what I needed for what he knew was coming tells me I can certainly trust him for where he'll lead us in the future. Thankfulness helps us recognize where God is at work. So what's in your trail mix? Take time to take stock, write it down, all of those different items if that helps, and hold on to that so you can use it in the days to come. Which brings us to the next thing. We need to know where. You have to know not only what tool you've got, but where to find it. If you're going to put this tool to use, it has to be readily accessible to use at any moment to find when you need it. 
And as part of my sabbatical, I went on a trip to Italy, and I knew that I would need a pack that I could carry my things in from place to place, but the problem that I found with a backpack is usually things up in one big jumbled mess. It's really hard to find anything quickly. So I wanted to find a pack that would keep all of my things separate and easy to access, easy to see, and I looked everywhere for a bag like that. I went to Goodwill, travel shops, chain stores, rummage sales, until finally in Shields Sporting Goods in Fargo, North Dakota, I stumbled into the hunting section and found this. And as I was standing there looking at it, the sales guy came up to me and he said, can I help you find something? And I said, I think I found it. And he said, oh yeah, yeah, this is a great hunting pack. See, this is where you put all your knives you put your knives in here, and then you put this. This is where you put your bullets, and you can have all your bullets of different kinds zipped into these compartments. And then right here, you can strap in any camel that you need, or if you need to have like a tarp with you in order to drag the carcass through the woods, you can put it right here, and then you can carry the whole thing on your back. And I said, yeah, well, I'm not going hunting. I'm going to Italy, but this is perfect for my lipstick and my hairspray and my hair gel. It can all zip in here. I can see it, and it's not going to get on anything else, and I can strap down my dresses and my skirts. I can roll them up, and they won't get wrinkly, and they won't fall out, and at the end of the day, I can hold out the whole thing and see everything at once and access it all immediately. It's perfect. I was so grateful, I just about started to cry until I looked up and looked at the sale guy's face, and he was horrified. <laughs> Here I had taken the most manly of hunting packs and destroyed it completely with my extreme girliness. He actually said out loud, no. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, dude, I found my treasure, I'm not giving it up for anything. So why do I share that with you today? Well, I want you to know that where gratitude is found sometimes might surprise you. Sometimes God meets our needs in ways we could never predict and meets us in places we could never imagine. And you may think you already know where you're going to find the things that you're thankful for, but you actually might be more grateful for prayers that God did not seem to answer at the time or things that happened along the way that you first didn't understand. Before I traveled to West Africa with a mission team, I never thought to thank God for organized sanitation systems or hot showers or good roads, and now I regularly thank him for those amazing blessings. And sometimes you might find the ideal bag for your lipstick in the hunting section. It might seem strange, but in this season where there seems like there's an awful lot of bad, often when I ask people how they're feeling, I hear an equal measure stressed and thankful often in the same sentence. Because even when people are feeling isolated and lonely, there's this strange measure of gratitude because we know we're not feeling lonely alone. Because the whole nation, no, the whole world, is feeling just a little bit of what we're feeling. And I don't know of any other situation in human history when the whole world has shared an experience like now. And somehow that makes the lonely a little less lonely. Because usually part of the loneliness is the fear of missing out, of thinking everybody else is connected and I'm not. But now in a strange way, even our isolation makes us part of something bigger. So where is God moving in that? What is God teaching us in that? 
there's always something that we can be thankful for that points at where our God is at work right now. So when you recognize that where God's blessings are found are sometimes in unexpected places, it will help you to see God can work for the good even when you don't see how. That today's moment of listening to God in unexpected places might become tomorrow's prayer of thanks. The foundation of what you've been thankful for in the past helps your idea of where things to be thankful for can be found in unexpected places. So every night when you lay out your day, Look to see where you found those things to be thankful for. Which leads us finally to ask how. How do you put this tool to use in Jesus' mission for the world? Because there's no use packing and finding thankfulness if you don't intend to use it for something, right? So this is where thankfulness moves into action in both giving and receiving. We need to regularly feed on our trail mix of thankfulness, but we're also called to share it to help sustain others around us when they can't seem to find their own trail mix to feed on. And they might not take to the flavor of some of the items in your thankfulness mix, but it'll give them a taste of putting together their own. So these are the two ways how we can use this tool of thankfulness in Jesus' kingdom. One is to feed our relationship with God. When we recognize and receive what God has done for us in Jesus Christ and his self-sacrificial death and resurrection for us, the what being his saving grace, the where in our own lives. What we receive is turned into what our hearts give back in natural response to him. Hebrews 12, 28 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For us to be thankful, we have to notice the good we've been given. And noticing the good in our lives leads us to recognize the goodness of the giver. So gratitude naturally leads us to worship and praise. It's the food that feeds the energy of our loving response to God. And in the letters of the early church, it's hard to miss how tightly woven together thankfulness and worship and praise are. It's hard to tell where one starts and the other begins. Which leads to the second way of how we use this tool to be a blessing to others. Because one person giving thanks often inspires another to do the same. That gratitude as an attitude is contagious. So I'm going to read a couple of passages from the early church and invite you to listen for what's happening. How does giving thanks become a blessing to others? This is from Philippians 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And from Colossians 3, 15 through 17, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. See, when we operate out of an attitude of gratitude, it draws people's eyes and hearts away from us toward the one that we're thanking. 
And one of the most beautiful examples that I can think of this from Scripture is from the story of Luke 7, where the woman known in the community as sinful basically breaks into a dinner party to wash Jesus' feet and pour out her gratitude for the grace that she has felt from Jesus, a grace that she probably hadn't felt from very many others in her entire life. So hear the story from Luke 7. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. And then in verse 44, then he, Jesus, turned toward the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came to your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Gratitude, thankfulness is a heart state that's formed in us when we acknowledge and respond to a gift that we have been given. When you've been given a gift, you give thanks. It's the way that you recognize both the value of that gift and the love of the heart of the giver toward you. And this woman, and apparently everyone else in the room, knew that she needed forgiveness, that she needed a brand new start. But only she and Jesus knew that this gift was already hers, had already been given to her in his grace. Gratitude poured out of her in tears and this gift of priceless perfume. And it caused everyone else in the room to ask, why? Why does she do this? What does this mean? And her thanks, her worship poured out, turned their attention to Jesus to ask, who is this? Do you want your life to point people to Jesus? Do you feel like your daily witness could use some fuel, some joy, some renewed faith? Start with what you're thankful for. Take stock of it. Collect your trail mix of thankfulness and carry it with you always. Taste and see that the Lord is good and then share that thankfulness with others. And you'll begin to see where the Lord is at work in your life. And maybe they will start to see that that same Lord who would meet us in unexpected places, even in death on a cross, is also at work in their lives to bring them new life in unexpected ways. Let your attitude of gratitude answer the question, hey, what's good? Until all those around you also begin to see through you the one who is good. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful for you. We are so thankful for your love and your mercy and your compassion and your kindness and your courage. 
Lord, to dare to face the road to the cross for our sake and to not leave us there, but to walk with us into new life every day of this life and into the life to come. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your heart. And we pray, Lord, that you would teach us to live in an attitude of gratitude, that you would remind us day in, day out, as we encounter the hardships and the struggles of this world, to know that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and to find that joy by seeing and thanking you, Lord, every single day for what's good, for those things that you have done and, and are doing in us. Lord, help us to be vessels of that thanksgiving in this world. Help us, Lord, to share with joy those things that you have done and are doing until every heart is drawn to thank you too, to turn their attention to you, to ask, who is this Jesus? What does he mean for me? So, Lord, we pray that you would be at work in us and through us. And all of these things we pray as we pray together in the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.